0: This is the Forex Q&A Podcast. This is VP, professional Forex prop trader here in the United States, answering your user-submitted Forex trading-related questions every Monday morning. Now, if you'd like to ask me a question, here is what you do. You go to nononsenseforex.com slash askvp. Fill out the form, and I will get back to you typically within 48 hours. And I do have one request before you ask me a question. I mentioned it last week please make sure you have covered most of the material on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel before you come in and ask me a question. Because chances are that question has already been answered on the YouTube channel or on the podcast or on the blog somewhere. This way you get your question answered and you can go and ask me another question that was not covered on the material. So instead of getting one of your questions answered, you get two questions answered. How good is that? Because just like the question here in episode 20, this was answered in a podcast episode, to a degree. Um, But we'll talk about that in a bit. But before we do that, I'd like to say hello to four countries in particular that have really been hitting it hard on No Nonsense Forex. Four countries in particular, three of which I'm really surprised I didn't see sooner. But uh, they showed up late to the party, but they are officially at the party. And it's really good to have you. First off, we have Singapore. Singapore showed up a little bit early on. Uh, They went away ate some of that Singaporean chicken rice, and now they're back. They are back in force. I knew Singapore had a really good forex trading populace over there. I just never knew if they'd find the channel. And they did. And we are all better off for it. Uh, Second country, and didn't really see this one coming, Malaysia showing up. And the majority of Malays coming in from Kuala Lumpur, which is a city that absolutely gets after it. That is one of my top five international cities that I want to go see because Kuala Lumpur has become a hub for a lot of digital nomads. Uh, It's become very entrepreneurial in a very short amount of time and also has amazing food. So, Malays, I would like to officially welcome you. I hope you'll be putting up stacks of ringgits in no time. Country number three, Australia. Australia, where the hell you been? I was starting to get a complex over here. I I was getting a lot of love from a bunch of countries around the world, but not a lot of Australia, and I couldn't understand why. But it turns out, Australia just likes to be a little late to the party, but when they show up, they have arrived. You know exactly when the Aussies get there, and they are here. Welcome to the dance, my friends. And finally, um, (laughs) this is one of those things you learn when you do your research before you start anything, um, because this is a total surprise to me. I looked up words like Forex and Forex trading on Google, and what you can do is if you know where to go, you can actually see... Which countries are the most predominant in terms of who searches for these terms? And so I started with the, the biggest ones, Forex and Forex trading. And then Google gave me a list of the top 10 countries that search for those terms. Uh, guess who was number one? By far, like not even close. My first guess was the UK. UK is actually third. Um, and they, there, there's two countries above the UK that absolutely dwarfed them. Number one. And I'm so glad you're finally here. We here at No Nonsense Forex would love to welcome South Africa to the big show. South Africa is Forex crazy. I really don't consider anything I do from a broadcasting standpoint a success until South Africa shows up. And they are officially here. And because they are, we can officially get this thing started. So let's get this thing started. Uh, Episode 20's question is from an Australian. Uh, We have Jack from Melbourne. Now, before I get to Jack's question, uh, there was a bit of a buzz after the last video I just put out on scaling out because I actually showed you a little bit of what I'm able to do throughout the year in terms of percentage return. It was a small sample size, but it was on pace to become a 30% uh, yearly return, which I have never done before, but I always bounce right in between 20 and 30 every year. And then I took an actual trade that I made in real life, and in a very short amount of time, under two days, that trade had already hit my take profit point. And after people saw that, my emails started to go crazy. Uh, I don't think a lot of people really realized uh, what kind of returns are possible if you follow a structure and have really great money management. Um, But it's there. It's very possible. And for the first time, I was glad I was able to do more than just talk the talk. I was able to walk the walk and show you what I'm able to do, and if I can do it, you can certainly do it. Now, for the record, please understand that the trading records that I have for my firm belong to my firm. They do not belong to me, that I can just show the world. So, uh, I found a creative way to kind of get around that a little bit, and uh, we'll be tracking that as we go along. But it was for those reasons that I didn't disclose this information before. So it's great that people are excited about this, but sometimes this leads to the wrong types of questions and the wrong types of things that you should be aiming for. And that's a perfect time to answer this question from Jack. He asks, what's a good monthly rate of return that I should be aiming for? So I do not like this question, and I will go over the reasons why, and I think those reasons can help a lot of you. Uh, There's one part of this question I really did like. I'm really glad people are starting to look at things in terms of percentage return and not pips when it comes to what you're able to do and what you're able to achieve over a certain amount of time. Percentage return really tells the tale. Pips do not. Just remember this when you see people out there saying, oh, this robot gives you 350 pips a month, or my trading signals generate this many pips every month. Uh, it's a very misleading number, and it's misleading for a couple of reasons. One, we all know that pips have different amounts behind them, which means you could make thousands of pips on the plus side at the end of the year and still only eke out about a 3 or 4% return. It doesn't really mean a whole lot. Two, and maybe something you did not know, um, if I was going to advertise a robot, for example, and say, hey, this thing made 10,000 pips in the month of September, I could be truthful on that. Um, that might not be a lie, but what you didn't know is, for example, the ATR of the pair I traded this week, the kiwi Swissy, was at 60 pips. The ATR for gold usually sits right around 1,500 pips a day. It fluctuates up and down, but uh, on average, that's about where it sits. So I guess 10,000 pips for a month if you catch a really good trade is not impossible. It's pretty improbable, but it uh, is possible to do. But for for you to tell that to your average Forex trader is super misleading. Results like that in regular spot Forex are unheard of. And a lot of people, especially people who are just getting into Forex trading, are going to believe anything you tell them. And so just be on the lookout for stuff like that. Percentage return is what you always want to look for. Percentage doesn't lie, especially over a long period of time, especially over the course of one year. But here's the problem, guys. Within that year, you're going to have up months and down months. I still have at least, I've never gone less than two losing months per year. It's just how it happens. Sometimes the market flattens out, um, which a lot of times I can catch if it really flattens out, but sometimes you don't see it coming. And as trend traders, we're going to take losses. And that's just how it is. I mean, you guys saw a two-month sample size. The very first month, I didn't really make anything. I was just digging myself out of that hole I got myself into with that very first trade. That 5% return I generated within the first two months mostly came in that last month. My point is, you never quite know what the market is going to give you. So to say, I'm going to shoot for this much return every month is silly. You're going to drive yourself absolutely crazy because you're never going to get there consistently. And then you're going to get frustrated and this is going to lead you to take trades that you should not be taking. Traders, the way we have this set up, why we trade the daily chart, and why we wait for our indicators to tell us to go is because we get this great luxury of allowing the market to come to us. And if it doesn't come to us and there's no trades out there, we don't have to take them. That's one of the biggest advantages we have is we don't have to take a trade if it's not there. It is a tremendous advantage. If you're trying to hit a 2 or a 3% return every month, and the end of the month's coming, and you're not even close to being there, what are you going to do? <laughs> you're you're going to throw Hail Marys. You're going to overcompensate. You're going to take trades you have no business trading. You're going to overleverage. All things that you should not be doing. And why are you doing them? Because you set these unrealistic profit targets for the month. The fact that we don't have to worry about that is a great luxury that we have over many firms out there. A lot of firms really do things the wrong way. They have the traders trading 14 hours a day on all sorts of stimulants, getting very little sleep, ending up in very poor mental health because they have to hit these targets, whether it's every day, every month. And it's so foolish and short-sighted because the market just does not give you that all the time. I told you guys that back in, I think it was episode 13, the three major things from a trading psychology level that you must have to become a pro someday, and one of those things was patience. I keep saying it. That video needs to come out. Uh, the discipline video needs to come out. Uh, a lot of videos that I really want to do need to come out really soon because not having something like patience is going to lead you to do something like try to have monthly t- profit targets, which is going to create a lot of mistakes that should not have been there. Actually, having patience allows you to do things the right way, and at the end of a six-month period or more, even better, a 12-month period, you're going to be well ahead of those people that were tearing their hair out trying to hit a monthly profit target. If you want some real numbers, if you want a real blueprint on what to do, go back to episode six of the podcast. I'll link it down below. It's all about demo trading, how long you should do it on a minimum. And what kind of numbers you should shoot for there. And why those are the type of numbers you should shoot for before moving on. Now I understand why a lot of you want a monthly number to shoot for. You guys are testing out indicators. You're testing out systems. You're testing out your money management. And this is awesome. That is exactly what you should be doing right now. And you want some type of short-term target that you need to be hitting. And I'm sorry traders, there just isn't one. You need to look longer term. Those of you who've been trading for a few years, you have all seen this. You have seen, especially recently in the last three years when the, uh, the economy has just gone up and up and up at a very slow tick, that slows our market down tremendously. There are months where absolutely nothing happens. And then the very next month, the market will completely overcompensate and start running amuck. Having a six to 12 month profit target allows those types of months to happen allows your system to weather that storm and trade through all those different environments. And then at the very end of that six or 12 month period, it's going to be able to give you a much better picture of what it can actually do, because that's how the market is in real life. So if you want actual hard numbers and a real blueprint on how to go about this, go back to episode six. It's all there. But do not have monthly profit targets. Don't even think about them. If you have a negative month, so what? We all have negative months. It's all about how you come out on the other end. At the end of the year, what are you pulling in? And again, traders, I keep saying it. If you just have a great money management structure in place, which I have given you pretty much three quarters of at this point, you really could flip a coin and just go long or short on any currency pair and come out the other side pretty damn good. But I am definitely of the mindset that we should get the best trade entries possible and give ourselves a huge advantage in that department as well. So on the channel and on the blog, we're going to continue to hit those things too. And when it's all said and done, you will be unstoppable. Provided you actually follow it and your trading psychology is messed up. But you will be unstoppable if you're able to do everything right. So make sure you binge out on the podcast and the video and the blog. We've gotten people hooked on the blog lately. Uh, But by doing all of that, you will have all of your questions answered. You will know exactly what to do. And uh, if I had to really put a number on it, I don't even think we're halfway there. I think there's a lot of no-nonsense Forex still to come. And I'm looking forward to bringing it all your way. In the meantime, one thing you can do for me is give me a five-star review on iTunes. And I've been forgetting to ask for this, but I think I'll do it now. Those of you who stay to the end of the podcast, uh, you're the best. But what I'd like you to do, I know a lot of you listen to the podcast on YouTube. Even if you don't, go to this episode on YouTube. And in the comments section, let me know how you heard of either the podcast or the channel. How did we first meet? Was it from Spotify? Were you looking up something on YouTube or on Google? How'd you find me? Let me know. But traders always continue putting in the work. Just know what to shoot for and what not to shoot for. Okay? I'll see you soon. Go get it.